Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And uh, we're joined now by uh, Fundi Swankuta, our research analyst this morning. So let's start with the private sector credit extension growth data. Um, what is that telling us at the moment? Yes, so the private sector credit extension growth slowed from to 5.7% from 6.1% in June. And this number is below the forecast, which the market thought was going to be at 6%. So basically, this data tells us about growth in credit extension to the private sector, which is you and me, the consumer, as well as businesses. So this figure is really quite important because credit is the oxygen of the economy. Um, I'm sure most of us, well, I can maybe speak for myself, that I can't afford to buy a house or a car for cash. Therefore, credit becomes that financial power or that tool I use in order to make such big decisions. So that's why a figure like this becomes quite an important indicator to look at. And there seems to be a downward trend in this figure. As we saw, besides the sharp decline we saw in this month, from May to June, we also saw quite a sharp decline. And this all reinforces the perception of low business and consumer confidence, which we've been speaking about time and time again over the past months. And this all inevitably results in you and me and as well as businesses borrowing less. So when I look at this number, I really just consider what drives it. That's an important thing that I, that I look at. And from a business perspective, they worried about the weak economic climate as well as the political and policy uncertainty. And me as a consumer, I'm definitely worried about the recession that we find ourselves in and about jobs and what, how much money am I going to have in my pockets in mm. order to spend? So the jury is still out as to whether or not the interest rate cut that we saw last month and the possibility of a further rate cut later this year will actually translate into meaningful demand for credit. Will it actually inspire you and me to borrow more or are we still going to stand on the fence and say we will wait and see? Um, also something else to bear in mind is that Banks and, and other financial institutions will keep their le- lending standards quite high given the quite challenging conditions that we find ourselves in. So as a result of this news, the RAND pulled back slightly against the dollar and we know we've broken that technical resistance level of 13 RAND earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And then U.S. revised quarter two GDP numbers also came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this data further emphasizing America's growth story, Fundisa? America just keeps doing better and better. And we'll also see this with the ADP data. So earlier this month, I actually spoke about the U.S. GDP numbers. And I'd said that the U.S. GDP increased from 1.4% in Q1 to 2.6% in Q2. Now, yesterday, the revised numbers came out. And then it said that the U.S. economy grew even faster than what we initially thought at the beginning of this month. So revised numbers come out later after the initial ones have been published as as the, the economy get, gets up more information and as the government finds out more information as, as how they um, fed in Q2. So the revised data came out and it said that in Q2, the U.S. economy grew 
at 3%. And this is more than double than the increase that we saw in the first three months of the year. And it's quite typical for the U.S. economy to grow like this in Q2 because the winter months is quite slow and then economic activity picks up in the summer months. And you know how excited the Americans get about summertime. It's like (laughs) event of the year compared to us. Um, So growth in the U.S. GDP is mainly driven by consumer spending and strong business investment. And just to like give you a picture of consumer spending, it contributes about 70%. That's a big number of the U.S.'s GDP. And that grew at a rate of 3%, which is the fastest this year. And um, yesterday we actually spoke about U.S. Consumer Confidence Index, and that already painted a story that Americans are so positive about the economy and the outlook, and they foresee economic expansion. And all this hoo-ha about Trump and the political gridlock in Washington, it hasn't really even affected business and consumer confidence because they are still spending. And from a business perspective, um, they've been spending on things such as machinery and equipment, and they've been ramping up production in spring in anticipation for this big summertime vibe that they love to have in America. And then from a consumer perspective, I mean, if you think about it, unemployment now is at almost a three-decade low, which is about 4.3%. Their jobs just keep pumping, which we'll speak about now with ADP data, and as well as their incomes are improving. So I guess from their perspective, they're just saying, why not just spend more? Everything just looks and sounds good. And we saw this also with the release yesterday of the personal consumption data, which increased. And then you might just say, as a South African, why is it important for me to even care about U.S. GDP data? And that is because of consumption. So the U.S. is one of the largest, South Africa's largest trading partner. So if the U.S. economy grows, which is what we want, it's going to increase demand for our goods in South Africa. And then we'll be able to export more. And then our GDP goes up. And also U.S. ADP numbers are out. Uh, What sort of picture does that paint for us regarding uh, non-farm payroll numbers? Yes, so non-farm payrolls will actually be coming out on Friday and ADP numbers kind of give us a preview into what we can expect out of those numbers on Friday. And if we speak about U.S. um, non-farm payrolls, that is private and public sector jobs that are being created. And when we talk about ADP payrolls, we're talking about private sector employment conditions in the U.S. So in terms of the private sector, those companies added a whopping 237,000 jobs in August. And this is well above the market expectation of 185,000 jobs, which they thought that would be created. Now, again, as I said with US GDP, remember that US unemployment is at 4.3%. So meaning that the labor market is almost near full. There's where you're going to get the jobs from. And what we see is that these labor shortages are going to get worse and worse because if basically everybody's employed, where will the companies get the labor that they require, especially with Trump's policies on immigration? And it's going to become more and more difficult for employees to, um, for companies to source employees. So job creation was strong across almost all the industries, and the large contributors to it were industries such as trade, transport, and utilities, as well as education and the health services sectors. So 
ADP numbers have been good. We just spoke about GDP numbers. That's also mm. been good. And these two are giving us evidence of a really strong U.S. economy. And this then goes back to our conversation on Monday about the market expecti- expecting news on monetary policy. And this actually supports their views to say, Fed, please, tighten monetary policy through, e- uh, through reducing the balance sheets, which is reducing the bonds that been, they've been pumping out into the economy, and increasing interest rates. So this is what the market is is now pushing more and more for because of all this positive data that is coming out of the U.S. And a key thing to note is that now this strength in the labor market links so nicely to the consumer spending, which we spoke about the index yesterday. Today we're speaking about um, U.S. GDP being driven by consumer spending. So this this outlook, this positive outlook of people having jobs is going to encourage that spending and that spending then drives the U.S. GDP. So in terms of Friday, um, it is likely that we're going to see a nice positive outcome in the data for U.S. non-farm payrolls. And as well as we expect that the unemployment rate to remain at 4.3 percent. Wow. Uh, We spoke to the Swiss ambassador earlier on in the week, and she was saying in Switzerland the unemployment rate is 3%. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, you you know what? Um, I think uh, we should also be doing a lot more to bring our unemployment uh, figures down. And and it is obvious that this can't be left to government alone. Yes. Um, If government had the answer, they would have effected some sort of change by now. Mm. So it is obvious the answer is going to have to come from all of us. Yes. I hope to stop my businesses soon and then I could employ Employ people. some people. Yes. Indeed. And I think everyone uh, should as far as possible where you are able to uh, start thinking in that particular way. Unfortunately, again, there are so many things that need to align uh, mm. for young people especially because for the most part the, we are still in that mindset of being job seekers. Yes. And, oh. and, and, and therefore it's not helping our situation. You become a job seeker, you become despondent and so on and so forth. So something needs to give. Well, something's in the pipeline. You'll be seeing something from me soon. <laughs> we're waiting. We're waiting on that. Thank you so much, Pundiswa. Thank you, everybody.